Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Genesee Valley Church's online podcast. GVC is a non-denominational church in Flint, Michigan, and our mission is simple. To love God, love people, and love life. I know that you will be blessed by the message and the words that God has for you today. Now, here's Pastor Tony. desire for the local church to be the focal point of our lives to where we come together, do life and do ministry together, and really purpose to come to know Jesus. And so hopefully in these last few weeks as we've been just sharing that 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 has become more apparent, finding purpose, finding out what God's called you to do, finding out your heart and just the dreams that God's placed in your heart. But obviously with that being said, last week we started talking about just the subject called righteousness. And we started looking at just how righteousness was provided for us through the blood of Jesus and how significant and how powerful that is. And I realize it's one of those topics that are very uh, hard to talk about. Talk about blood and talk about somebody sacrificing their life. And And it can seem very religious, but there is something very relevant in this message called righteousness. It's something very relevant to our lives because once we find out how righteous we are with God, life begins to look different. Our expectations, our hopes, our dreams, the way we see ourselves changes because we know who we are and what Jesus provided for us and the cost that it took. To give us our righteousness. Now, with that being said, it's something that we purpose to have to really make ourselves aware of. Because it's not just something that we know uh, just offhand. In fact, for that matter, uh, our conscience will oftentimes make us feel guilty, make us feel shameful, or make us feel as though we're unworthy. And so it's very important for us to, to learn how to uh, stir up this knowledge within us. And sometimes you'll just have to jerk yourself up to remind yourself. And it reminds me of a story of a, of a farm kid. He worked on this farm. And uh, they were chicken farmers. And his job was to help round up the chickens and take them to market to sell. And so as they would round up all the chickens, they would have these individual cages that they would box them up in and put them on the truck. But his specific job was to tie their little ankles to the sides of the cage so that when they were in transit and as they were traveling to the market, they would stay stationary and they wouldn't get all rambunctious and they wouldn't get all beat up. And so therefore, it would keep them stationary within the cages. And so once they got to market, once again, his job was to take all the cages with the chickens in them, and, and, and he would have to set them down on the ground. And as he set them down on the ground, he would untie all of their feet. And there was an interesting thing that took place. Because between the farm and the market, they learned that they were bound up by the string on their ankle. And even though he came back around them and untied the string on their ankle, they still stayed frozen in the place that they were. Because they thought that they still had a string tied to their ankle. And so the last part of his job was to go around to all the cages and slap the chickens. And the moment he slapped the chickens, they would take off running. And they would realize that they were free and free at last. So here's my challenge for us today. Sometimes you just got to slap a chicken. And it just might be you. 
you might have to look at yourself and slap yourself and say, listen, you're free. You're righteous in Jesus Christ. You're not bound up. You're not a slave. You are righteous. And so I just want to challenge us this morning just to learn what this is to be righteous. And once again, the cost. And we're, we're going to take some time talking about this. We, we touched a little bit on it last week, and we're going to go a little bit further this week. If you remember, we said this from last week, Psalms 122, verse 1. It says, I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. So in other words, they were excited to go to church. I was glad when they said, it's Sunday morning. I was glad when mom and dad said, hey, it's time to go to bed because tomorrow it's church day. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Now, if you remember, we said in the Old Testament, when they would go to the house of the Lord or go to the temple, one of the things that the priest would do was he would sprinkle blood over the instruments. He would sprinkle blood all over the people. And you think, dear God, that's pretty grotesque. But for them, they were saying, it was good to my heart to go to the house of the Lord because upon getting blood sprinkled on me, it reminded me that God covered my sin and i'm forgiven right now so in other words when they went to church and blood was sprinkled on them it was like slapping a chicken you're free your sins are forgiven and therefore they were excited to go to the house of the lord and listen i hope that when you come to church that you don't feel a slap of condemnation you feel that slap of conviction in your heart to say man god i just want to know you god i just want to serve you god i want to have fellowship with you but oftentimes we come to church carrying the weight and the struggles and the heaviness and the burden of all the stuff of life romans chapter 3 And I'm taking just a moment to review just a little bit to get us where we need to go today. But if you remember in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, it says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption or the purchase that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as a propitiation by His blood through faith to demonstrate His righteousness because in His forbearance, God had passed over. Everybody say Passover. Now remember that you said that because I'm going to come back to that and bring it back to remembrance to see what God has done. And God has passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time His righteousness that He might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Now, When you think about going to church and getting blood sprinkled on you, that's pretty radical, isn't it? I mean, you you come out. I mean, what if that happened today? You come out of church and it's just like, holy cow, what happened at church today? Well, the pastor really took into somebody, man. He got he got them good, man. No, they come out of church and and you would think, dear God, that is really radical. Well, concerning what Jesus did, there is a radical revelation of the redemption and the righteousness of Jesus. And God wants us to begin to have it as an understanding of reality in our lives. I said it's radical what Jesus came to do. 
It's radical the price that he paid for you and I. It's radical uh, for us to really begin to understand how much God loves us and how he made us free and how right we are in his eyes. If we recall that in that verse of, uh, of Romans chapter 3, it says that God made Jesus a propitiation for us. What that simply means is that through Jesus, Jesus became the agent by which fellowship could be restored. I said through Jesus, Jesus was the bridge that made fellowship with God a possibility. Think about that for just a moment. You know, uh, had Matt come up here for just a, a minute, and for some of you, you may not know, uh, and he's made this public information, so I don't think he would mind me saying it. But he was adopted as a child. Well, obviously, he's got a blood relationship with a biological mother and father. But he's had a relationship with an adopted mother and father. Well, if he came in contact with that old mother, he might say, I don't know you, you don't know me, and we don't have much fellowship. But if they chose to continue and build a relationship, what would bridge the gap of a mother and a son and make it a reality? It was the blood connection. And that blood gave the ability for there to be a purchase price of a son. Or that's the cause of it. Does that make sense? You know what I'm talking about. And so again, he said, the propitiation or Jesus was the one that restored union with the Father. He says, now how did that happen? He said in verse 25, through faith in the blood. Well, I thought I was supposed to have faith in Jesus. You are. But understanding what the blood did and having faith in that blood, that gives you the ability to have fellowship with God. Because that blood was the price that was shed for you and me. And if you knew how precious it was, it would cause you to have this radical revelation of how right you are with God. And all the times that you feel like you're unworthy, all the times that you felt like you've messed up, you would remind yourself, oh, wait a minute, the blood. The blood was shed for me. And that paid the price for it all. Come on, the devil works so hard at keeping us ignorant of how precious the blood is. If we would begin to learn the price and the power of the blood, we would begin to understand how righteous we are. Did anybody remember that movie from Tom Hanks? Uh, the one where he's stranded on the island. What's the name of it? Castaway. Do you remember there was a ball? Wilson. And there was a face on that ball. Do you know what the face was made out of? Blood. And, and it was his own blood. And he, he somehow got his hand smeared on the ball. And, and in the midst of the blood, he drew a smiley face. Right? You remember that? Well, in essence, that's what God did to you and I. When the blood was shed, he put his hand on you. And God sees you through the blood. And if you knew who you were through the blood, you wouldn't have an upside down smiley face, 
you could be like Wilson and be smiling all the time. Why? Because every time you started to feel guilty, started to feel shame, started to feel unworthy. Oh, wait a minute. The blood, the blood, the blood gives me the right to have a smile on my face because I'm forgiven and I'm made right with God. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 12. It says this. It says, not with the blood of goats. And forgive me if I'm going to use a lot of scripture this morning. It's just hard to teach on this. And I know this is a little bit more meaty than what maybe we normally do. But I've got to share scripture with you for you to be able to understand this and to see just how significant you are to God. Hebrews chapter 9, starting in verse 12, it says, Not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood, he entered the most holy place once and for all, having attained eternal redemption or eternal purchase price. So it's not just a one-time thing. It doesn't have to be done every year. You don't have to go to church every week and get blood slung on you. It is an eternal purchase. It's done forever. For if the blood and bull of goats and the ashes of heifers sprinkled, uh, the un- sprinkling the unclean sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Now here's the one thing that I really want you to see. Verse 14. How much more shall the blood of Jesus, who through the eternal spirit or the Holy Spirit, offered himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience? Do you know what that's saying? It's saying you're going to need the help of the eternal spirit or the Holy Spirit to understand the power of the blood. You won't be able to comprehend it with just natural thinking. You won't be able to understand the value of it because you'll always look back to the past. You'll always remember what was and what happened to make you feel guilty or shameful. It's only going to be by the help of the Holy Spirit that you can begin to understand the power of the blood. That's why you come to church. You grow. And it's why you purpose to grow in your relationship with God is to have the Holy Spirit help you live this life. And if you remember in John chapter 10, verse 10, it says, Jesus came not to condemn the world, but he said, I came that you would have life and life more abundantly in quality and quantity. How many Christians do you know? They go to church. They've been in the church for 70 years, and they look like they're just barely getting by. They look like they've been beat up. They look like they've just been, been, been through the mill. How many of you know that's not God's desire? We serve a good God. That sacrificed his very best. And what a shame it is that we say, hey, I, I'm on team Jesus. We lose every time. Praise the Lord. No, we're on the winning team. I said we're on the winning team. In fact, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but let me just help you understand something. You are not the contender. You are the champion. When it comes to this fight of life and this fight of faith and when it comes to standing up against the trials of life, you are not the contender trying to take the belt or trying to take the title. You have the title. You are the champion. You are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. And it's those things of life that are trying to take your victory. You're not fighting for victory. You're fighting from a position of victory because of the blood. Can you say amen? Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19. Therefore, brethren, 
having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus. He says, you can have confidence and boldness to enter into the very presence of God by the blood. So, you were made to have fellowship with God. Once again, we feel so unworthy. How many times have you or somebody you know just don't go to church because like, well, it's been a rough week. You don't know what I've been going through. You don't know all the junk that I've done. And I just don't feel worthy. That's nothing but a lie from the enemy. Because the blood makes you clean. The blood makes you right. And the moment you walk into church, just see Jesus slapping you like Wilson. Applying blood. And so you might be having stinking thinking and grumbling and complaining before you get in. But the moment you walk in, ha ha, I can smile. You faker. I'm not faking. That's reality. Well, you weren't like that just two seconds ago, your wife says. Yeah, <laughs> but that's because I was in a really close, confined area with you. Now when we get to church, it's a little bit more. I can smile because I'm free. Because of the blood of Jesus. Amen. Amen. <laughs> blood of Jesus still works in the car. But my point is, is that God has invited you to have fellowship with him through the blood. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 20 through 22. It says this. It says, by a new and living way, which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh. And having a high priest, or and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart of full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience. Notice what it says here. Sprinkled from an evil conscience. And our bodies washed with pure water. There's an invitation from God. Come hang out with me. I said that scripture right there says. God is extending an invitation for us to come hang out with him. And notice it says. Having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience. What does that mean? Free from any unworthy feeling. I said the blood of Jesus, the power of the blood, frees you from any unworthy feeling. But I feel unworthy. Well, that's not from him. Yeah, but I feel real crummy. Well, that's not him talking to you. But I really feel unworthy to to even hang out with Christian people because you don't know my story. No, the blood of Jesus makes you come into a place where you do not have to feel unworthy. It removes every unworthy feeling. Well, then why do I feel so unworthy? Because you don't know the value of the blood yet. I said you don't understand the value of the blood. And until you know your righteousness, that the blood of Jesus purchased... Satan will rule over you all your life. I'll say that again. Until we come to a place of knowing how right we are with God, being righteous because of the blood of Jesus, Satan will slap you around like a dummy, like a punching bag. He'll rule over us. 
Why? Simply because we don't know the identity we have in Him. Say it with me. Say, I'm free. I'm covered. My sins are forgiven. I have no past. It looks good. The future's bright. Because I'm covered by the blood. Amen. Come on. Real quickly. Let me give you three things here. When it comes to your righteousness and understanding the price of the blood of Jesus, it's a free gift. I said it's a free gift. You aren't 50% righteous. You might feel like it. But I said you're not 50% righteous. You are 100% right with God. Because he said he went and he did it once and for all. Isn't that good news? Because I'm going to tell you, as a pastor, there are times that I wake up and I don't feel like I'm such a hot Christian. There are days, and again, some of you may have heard me say this before, and it might come as a shock to some of you, but there are Sundays that I wake up and I say, God, I don't want to go to church today. I don't want to be pastor today. I just want to crawl up in a ball and feel sorry for myself right now. Pastors have those opportunities, but what do I do? Shut up and chuck it up and do what you know to do because you are righteous. All those unworthy feelings, all that guilt, all that shame, all that boo-hoo feeling sorry for yourself is nothing but emotions. But step over and have faith in the blood. Just had a Wilson moment. Praise God. It's free. It's a free gift. And he did it once and for all. Number two, it's a legal declaration. I said it's a legal declaration. Once you are pronounced innocent in a trial, they cannot retry you. It was called double jeopardy. So therefore, everything in the past, in the present, in the future is all under the blood. And you have been declared righteous and declared free and forgiven in the high courts of heaven. And every time the enemy comes to retry the case, it's double jeopardy. I'm free. I don't care what the past looks like. In fact, I choose to forget it because it's under the blood. Well, yeah, but you know. No, no, I'm free. You know. In fact, what is it? What, didn't Hillary Clinton come out with a book just after she lost the election? What was it called? Anybody know? What's it called? Anybody know that book? What went wrong? I think it's what it's called. What went wrong? Why I lost. Well, every time you decide to step up and say, nope, I'm covered by the blood, it's reminding the devil what went wrong with his plan. Let me declare it. This is what, 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 <laughs> this is what went wrong. The blood of Jesus was applied. I'm free in Jesus' name. Amen? Now, let's, let, me, let me just share this with you. It will take the blame. It will take the shame. It will take the pain away if we begin to understand the blood of Jesus. It will set us free from being addicted to approval if I know who I am in Christ. You'll go to the lowest places to find approval. 
You'll be toking and smoking and drinking and doing and chewing and whatever else with whoever else just so that we can feel validated by somebody so that I can feel like I'm somebody. But God says you don't have to look to something to be free. You don't have to look to something to numb the pain. He says the blood of Jesus has been applied. You're free. You don't have to go to the low place. You can come up high. You can come into the presence of God. You're worthy. And you'll receive my love and my forgiveness. And once you know who you are, you'll stop walking around with a, with a monkey on your back. Because you're free. Amen? You're not an escaped convict. See, there's nothing about this being a jailbreak. You're not still walking around with convict clothes on. No, the Bible says you have a robe of righteousness. There is no remembrance. There is no memory of the past. You have been made righteous with God. And number three, I'll close with this. Well, before I move to point number three, let me say this. If I don't need approval from people, then that allows me to love people unconditional. That's a powerful statement. If you can learn and come to the place of not needing the approval of man, it will cause you to love people unconditionally because you'll remove the strings being attached and the conditions. That was worth the price of admission right there. Number three, righteousness will change the way that you talk. Sin cannot dominate. Turn to your Bibles if you have them. Romans chapter 10. I'm really trying to wrap this up so we can take communion together. Are you doing okay? And all of you are just thinking about snow cones. I know how you think. Romans chapter 10. Verse 6. It said, but the, righteous, the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Notice what it said. Righteousness speaks this way. When you know who you are in Christ, when you know that you're right with God, when you know that the blood of Jesus has, has made you righteous, you will talk a certain way. Do not say in your heart, who will ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from, from above. Who will descend into the abyss? That, to this, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? That the word is near you and in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and unto, uh, believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. The Bible says that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb. And the word of our testimony. You'll not only have to know that you're righteous. You'll have to engage your mouth that you're righteous. You'll say, well, why is that? Because you'll forget. Life will pile up. You'll have to put yourself in remembrance that you are right with God. No more guilt. No more shame. When the enemy comes and says, what do you really think? Yes, I do, because I'm right with God. I've got the blood. 
When the bills are stacking up and you're thinking, I don't know how in the world we're ever going to make, make, this end, make the ends meet. Look in the mirror and see Wilson's handprint on your face. I'm, I'm righteous. I'm right with God. Do you remember I said, remember that word Passover? Do you know what he's referring to? He's referring back to Egypt when Israel was set free. And he said, put blood on the doorpost. And when you put door, blood on the doorpost, I will recognize it and pass over or judgment won't come to your house. They acknowledged the blood. In this day, in the New Testament, when we refuse to engage our mouth, acknowledging the blood of Jesus, exercising our faith of righteousness, it's just like them back then, not applying the blood. The Bible says, open up your mouth because you overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. You're free this morning. And whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And if we'll learn our place in Him, we will begin to love unconditionally. And life will be such a joy. Amen. Are you ready to take communion together? Let's celebrate that very thing this morning. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and take a look at all of our social media sites, which can be found at our website, gvchurch.tv. We know that today's message has been a blessing to you. Thanks for listening. We are Genesee Valley Church. Loving God, loving people, and loving life.